At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to VSIN Final Countdown. I'm Stormy Bonatoni alongside Matt Brown, live from our VSIN studio in Las Vegas. It is going to be a fun overreaction Monday. Great guest list today, as always. Julian Edlow, betting analyst over at DraftKings, is going to join us a little bit later this hour and an hour two. On the desk, Vinny Maiulo, sports betting Hall of Famer, odds maker here at the South Point, is going to join us on the desk. But it's Monday. Which, of course, means Monday Night Football. And we got a little bit of line movement coming in here late, Matt, because the Patriots, it seemed, were holding pretty steady as a short one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now two-and-a-half total in this one, up from 43-and-a-half to 44. Yeah, two-and-a-half across everywhere out there right now. So this isn't even one of those, like, moved at one or two of the books. Like, it is across the country. 43-and-a-half is available two different places, 44 everywhere else. There is a one rogue 44 and a half, if that mm. is any indication as to maybe where this thing ends up settling. Do we think this gets up to three is my question. Mm, that would be certainly, that would be interesting because then at that point I would have to take a pretty long, hard look at the, at the Cardinals if that were to be the case. I mean, it's, I didn't want to play this thing on a side and just so everyone knows, spoiler alert, I didn't, but, um, <laughs> but it is, it's one of those things where I think if you get to the full field goal, it does become pretty enticing, I think, from an Arizona Cardinals standpoint. I mean, we look, we've gotten abs- we've just gotten nothing from consistency standpoint from the offense with New England, right? And so I understand you're going to say, well, what have we gotten from the Cardinals? I agree, but 
we have also not had a we've not had DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown on the field very much together at all so far this year for Kyler Murray and then Rondell Moore been in and out. He's he's not going to play tonight, but mm-hmm. um, you know basically they've been dealing with a bunch of either the suspension stuff with DeAndre Hopkins or just injuries, and so. I do think that there is a little bit of upside here for Arizona. Now, do I think that they took the bye week and Cliff Kingsbury came up with this masterful game plan or something? I do not because Cliff Kingsbury, I do not think is a very good coach in the NFL, but there's at least health, you know, another week of health, another week of at least trying to figure out maybe, maybe the first couple of drives look good because he did come up with some good scripted stuff or something. You know, I I don't know, but um, there's, there's at least that going for him. Here we know the New England's defense has been super good all season long. However, as we as we did see, we've had a couple of different times where there were good offenses that have come in, and while they didn't just completely light up New England, they've at least had some success. They've been mm-hmm. able to figure out how to move the ball against New England. So it's not like this is just this lockdown, cannot move the ball whatsoever type of defense. And then as, as bad as Arizona's defense has been all year, they've done one thing well. The one thing they've done well is pressure the quarterback. They are fifth overall in the league in quarterback pressure rate, and and they blitz a ton as well. They're, they blitz at the third highest rate in all the NFL, too. So we know Mac Jones is going to get blitzed. We know Mac Jones is probably going to be under pressure at least a decent amount tonight. Now, can he overcome that? Can he look more like Mac Jones of last year as opposed to what we've seen for the majority of this year? That's going to be the big question. Yeah, one of uh, the Patriots' biggest issues offensively has been lack of success in the red zone, tied for last in the NFL in red zone efficiency touchdowns on just 12 of their 32 trips, including over their last six. And we have seen Mac Jones um, unhappy with the play mm-hmm. call it seems as of late, you know, screaming at your offensive coordinator, which I mean, isn't really an offensive coordinator, but right. that's neither here nor there. Um, clearly, that Matt Patricia experiment has failed, mind you. But looking for a little bit more explosiveness offensively, I just don't know if they're able to get it. Uh, Damian Harris, doubtful, dealing with a thigh issue from that Thanksgiving game against the Vikings. Um, so run game is going to be led by Ramondre Stevenson. On the Patriots side, Jacoby Myers also out with a concussion in this one. So going to lean more on Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, maybe that rookie Tyquan Thornton. It'll be interesting to see what offensively they're able to do. But because you mentioned their defense being their strength, yes, they're uh, number seven in points per game allowed, 18.8 points per game, top five defense in EPA per play and success rate. But they have really struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if... Because Bill Belichick is obviously a very smart guy. If he's going to do a good job of figuring out how to eliminate that like they did earlier this season when they played Josh Allen, at least on the ground through the air, he still had a field day on them. But you look at Lamar Jackson, the things that he did against them. Justin Fields had a lot of success on the ground against this Patriots defense. What do you think there? Yeah, this is uh, maybe a little bit of a tease here for uh, Prop Watch <laughs> a little bit later. Oh, in I missed the, you little... so much, by the way, uh, last week. It didn't work. I I wanted JVT to jump he in for it. it, and he, he it. didn't. So he I was a little it. emotional. I said, next time, JVT, this is your moment, he man. Come he on. Would, he wouldn't play along, huh? <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, I actually do have a prop in this, uh, so you can uh, stick around for that. Okay. But I do. I am buying into that there's at least something there, I think, from the mobile quarterback standpoint. And I also have a receiving prop that I have in this one, too. So we're going to uh, get him two props going tonight. And maybe, like I said, if it does reach the full three, maybe just a – little snort there on the Cardinals, but that's going to be about it.
Where you go? Why snort? Why yeah, is no, that just the way? Just a little snort. Just a little snort. Just curious. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals have dropped four of their last five games coming into this one, had the bye week, and then the Patriots had extra time as well, their last game, that Thursday night game, to start December. Um, as we look at yesterday, though, just in general, the Sunday slate, a lot of, I feel like, interesting results, some even if the result ended up being the team you thought winning, the game maybe not so much. So what stood out to you most yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think we can kind of start. I mean, we can almost start at the at the top here. And, you know, as we oh, through the course of the show, we'll, we'll talk about all these games. But in, the Bills and the Jets, I think, is a little bit of a deceiving box score when you take a look at it. And certainly from a, you know, cover perspective, you kind of get the hero field goal there from the Jets. And it was a, you know, it was a, a coin toss cover, mm-hmm. I call it, because <laughs> you can – they can either try to score. They had to have to. They had to have a touchdown to field goal. So it's either they try on fourth down to get to get to continue to move on, and or you kick the field goal, and then you hope you can get the onside kick, and then whatever. So it's a. There's no right or wrong decision there. You have to get the field goal one way or another. You have to get the touchdown one way or another, and it's just you know whatever you choose. Well, they just, they chose to go ahead and kick the field goal as opposed to trying to get the touchdown, and then you know that ends up being a big deal to nobody else except for the people who bet on the Jets and the Bills and whatnot and things like that. Um, But if you take a look at this one, it was clunky in the first quarter for the Bills and stuff. And if you guys remember, and this is something that I don't, you know, do very often actually, but – I took the over in this one when we were remember on 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 air. Um, I think it was on Thursday that we were kind of talking about this game, and then I actually kind of bought off. I bought off my position on this one whenever I looked at the weather report and kind of saw how things were going to to play out there, and that there was going to be the pretty heavy winds, and there was going to be you know a decent amount of snow and things like that. So I actually bought off of that position, just ate the juice on it, and. Um, the first quarter was super, super clunky, but then after that, the Bills kind of moved the ball, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. were able to do what they did, and and then they got up big, and then they kind of took their foot off the gas, which allowed for the Jets to come back. And, like, this was kind of a cosmetic cover more than anything else. The Jets did not look good in this game, really, from an offensive standpoint at all. I think the whole Mike White thing, again, we said, hey, when you play a good defense, it could look a little different, and it looked a little different. That's what I was going to ask you about because – the numbers, I mean, 27 to 44 passing, 268 yards, no turnovers looks fine. But getting pressured 20 times and hit mm-hmm. seven times and sent to the hospital because uh, you get lit up so hard from Matt Milano, yeah. like not ideal. Um, what like what did you make of the Mike White experience here for another week? I think it's kind of what we I think it's kind of what we are going to see with a lot of these guys that are I mean, they made it to the NFL, which means they are good. Like they have, they, I mean, it is, we always talk about, oh, that guy sucks or whatever. And it's like, I mean, there's three quarterbacks on the team. And there's only 32 teams. And like, so, I mean, they are the best, they're the best 60 players at their position in the entire world. Right. I mean, like, so we, we've got that going on. I mean, um, but when you have like a guy like Mike White and you have a guy, and we'll talk about Purdy a little bit later, there will eventually be some sort of kind of regression to the mean. Right. I mean, like you, you start, you play. These guys aren't really prepared for you to come in and play and do different things. They changed the whole game plan when Mike White became quarterback. They're just slinging it all over the place as opposed to whenever they had Wilson under center. So, I mean, like, there's even a whole different game plan that these teams are playing. And you finally, you come up and you face a good defense in the Bills, and this is what you get, right? And, like, a lot of these numbers, again, like you just mentioned, like, it's – if you just box scored this and you didn't watch this game, you don't realize like a lot of this came late. A lot of this came after mm-hmm. the Bills took their foot off the gas. A lot of this, the Bills were playing super soft because again, this is a well-coached, smart team, and they realize. I mean, this is they're there for the long term, right? They're there to try to win the whole thing. 
they're not going to be doing anything that's unnecessary to get, get any of these guys hurt once the game is at hand. And so, yeah, it was just, for me, I don't think, I'm, I'm not downgrading the Bills because the Bills, okay. like, only won by eight points against the Jets. That's basically where it's. Because we are on the Jets topic here, though, mm-hmm. they are a one-point favorite coming up next week against the Detroit Lions in week 15. And the Lions, meanwhile, after their one and six start, now five and one since the start of November, just beat the ten then ten and two Vikings thirty four to twenty three last night and I mean the sharps ended up getting it right on that one and Jared Goff continues to look better and better. I started him this week in fantasy and did as not regret you, it. I had for somebody, as you should have. My fantasy season has been brutal and now I'm out here ruining people's playoff dreams and it makes me feel good. You know I need this in my life. Last three games for Jared Goff, 910 yards, seven touchdowns, no picks for him. Yeah. He, you know, yesterday, of course, goes 27 of 39 for 330 and three. Uh, we, this is why we didn't bet this game. Look, we have been back in the Vikings a ton. I did bet the over in the game, though. Yes, Thank you. Yes, Let's bam, go. That, got, that got home. Uh, this is why we didn't bet the Vikings <laughs> yep. in this one because this defense has been prone to giving up really, really big games to good offenses. And, and look, there is no doubt about that. We talked about this the first three weeks of the season. A healthy Lions offense, defense is still pretty garbage and and still pretty trash, but boy, that offense, when it's clicking and they've got all their guys going, and oh, by the way, now add in Jamison Williams, who's now going to start getting meaningful snaps for this team. Like, it it is a good offense. And if Jared Goff doesn't go full Goff, you know, I mean, like, seriously, like, it is a good offense. That being said, I did bet the under in that game. I am going to live... I'm gonna have cash. Gotta, gotta I'm gonna cash. Your girl sometimes, Listen, you know? I'm gonna cash so much. No, no, in this in this oh, okay, Lions okay, Jets okay, game gotcha. coming up, it is. I'm gonna have so much CLV. The under 47. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the CLV store. I'm gonna buy a Ferrari with it because I'm gonna have so much CLV. It's already sitting yeah. 44 and a half. So yeah. the value just continues to go for you. Um, we have a number of results to get into from yesterday. Some injury updates, and like he said, Brock Purdy looking pretty good. Hope his oblique's okay though. Stay with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or a hoops fan, BetRivers has you covered. You can join now for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and a whole lot more. Plus, BetRivers is calling all soccer fans to head to BetRivers.com now to check out the World Cup Daily Bet and Get. It's a whole new game. Rolling along here on VEASAN Final Countdown on Nova Reaction Monday. Stormy Bond and Tony and Matt Brown with you, and and <laughs> my San Francisco 49ers looking pretty good yesterday. They did. They per, did. One might say pretty good, if you know what I'm maybe, saying. Maybe the worst bet I made all all year long was uh, Bucks plus three and a half in that thing. Maybe the, After maybe I the worst. screamed at you admitting that I laid the three and a half, you still just went the other way. It's like you yeah. want to com- be combative with Here, me on the program. Here's the thing. It's almost, it's almost as if a team – any team, not just the Bucks, any team in the NFL should be able to at least somewhat limit the first start from a from a seventh round last pick in the draft. But hey, you know what? I I stand corrected. I sit corrected actually here right now, and uh, and and we'll move forward with I this with this Forty Nine er squad that may or may not uh, have him this week as they are three and a half point yes. favorites currently on the road at Seattle. Um, it, yeah, dealing with an oblique injury here. And, and I mean, the 49ers just continues to be more and more banged up. It was a nice 35-7 to 7 win, but I'm surprised that they are able to continue winning games the way that they're just dropping like flies, it appears. Debo Samuel dealt with an ankle injury, suffered in the second quarter. Uh, they believe it's a high ankle sprain, still undergoing more tests to see what that's going to look like moving forward, but that's typically a four- to six-week type of an injury. Looks like his regular season is done, so, at least, is, but, but could be back for the playoffs, which really... At this point, I mean, they're they're very very likely to win that division, so yes. it doesn't really matter. And uh, 
And as long as they have him healthy for the playoffs, that's all they care about at this point. And so second half of the game obviously was a a different story because there wasn't really a need to go full force if you're San Mm -hmm. Francisco. But in that first half against Tom Brady and company, the 49ers outscored the Bucs 28-0, outgained them 290 yards to 111, had 19 first downs to the Bucs 5. Purdy was 14 of 18, 185 yards and two touchdowns, and and like I said, the rest of the game should have just been on a running clock at this point, the way that they were playing. Tom Brady and that offense were capable of doing nothing against the 49ers' D. That was, we talked about the the previous game. This is a cosmetic box score. If you didn't watch this game and you go look and you're like, I mean, Brady threw for 253 and whatever. No, that was all in garbage time. That was like any, when this game was even somewhat in like in question, I mean, I guess in theory, if a, if you're down three scores, it could still be considered in question. When this game was even somewhat in question, the Tampa Bay Bucks could do absolutely nothing on the offensive side of the ball, like absolutely nothing. It looks. We talk about like we said several times here on this show, whether guys were washed or just kind of pre-soaked or whatever <laughs> it might be, and all this, and like you start to look at Brady. And you start to wonder, I mean, and you can't help, he's 45 years old. I mean, like, it, this, it is going to eventually happen. But, like, the just that extra little zip on the passes, the extra little bit of accuracy that he always had is not there. And, like, it would be expected for a guy that's 45 years old for this stuff to start to wear down. But it's a little bit more obvious to now whenever they're getting, you know, their butts kicked up and down the field. And, and so you see these plays that you, you – know, the inaccuracies from Brady, you see, like, the st- – we're – 15 weeks into the season and there's people are still not on the same page with routes that they're running and different I mean, things. And, and even then, the lone touchdown was a deflection. It wasn't yeah, yeah. an actual, the, the picks he's throwing where it's kind of like, again, like those were just not picks and it hadn't thrown a bunch of picks. I don't want, but I mean, even in this game though, you start to just see like, man, that's unbrady like, right? Like that's unbrady like to, to, to make that pass. And you, you look here and I don't know what him and Mike Evans, problem is either or whatever but I mean you look at I mean four and even even when you had garbage time Mike Evans finishes with four receptions in the game like what are we even doing here like I don't I don't know what's going on well, with this and team then, at like all. every time there seemed to be good positive moments for Tampa it got called back like mm-hmm. the long potential touchdown yeah. to Evans gets called back for I think it was a holding penalty in that instance and it's just anytime they got into a little bit of a rhythm particularly early where it hadn't gotten out of hand yet that just came came back and they say father time is undefeated for a reason, right? Yeah, and he's held true. it off for a yeah. very, very long time. But, but you look, I mean, it, it's, and it's like their, their playmakers too, are just not, mm-hmm. they're not young. They're all old. Right. I mean, like Julio Jones is old. Like if we look on the, on the, on the scale of wide receiver thing, like Mike Evans is old. Right. I mean, like it, Leonard Fournette for a running back again, like you start to get into that late twenties like is old. And so it's an old team, an older team that is relying on a bunch of older guys mm-hmm to compete with some of these other teams that just are, you know, far more youthful, faster, everything. And we'll get into this a little bit later um, when I just give you brash statements and ask you if mm-hmm. it's an overreaction or not. But the Carolina Panther, Panthers all of a sudden are just one game back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. They've won three of their last four games. And in the division, the Bucs seem to be sliding. Panthers seem to be rising. Maybe there could be an opportunity there if you don't think my overreaction is too crazy. <laughs> like, like we said, that, that, that 49ers <laughs> line sitting at three and a half right now in favor of of the Niners against the Seahawks in uh, low total, 43 and a half in that. And it would be Josh Johnson if, for whatever reason, Purdy mm-hmm. was not able to go in that game. It would be Josh Johnson. So they would be trotting out their fourth quarterback to start of the season for the 49ers. And, 
you know, and this is a Seattle team, though, that, speaking of Carolina, obviously just lost to the yeah, Panthers yesterday yeah. and have looked different. We we look at this 49ers team, and one of the narratives out there is that, hey, look, it's not necessarily the quarterback himself. It's the system, and Shanahan is able to really win and do things with just about anybody. I'm not saying that that's true. I will say, though, there have been some guys that have kind of walked in off the street who have been able to have success in this offense, right? And it's, it is – he just schemes up things so incredibly great, right, for these guys to succeed. And and you, you start to wonder when you have a defense like that and you have the guy who's calling the plays like that, like, can a Josh Johnson go out if they have well, to rely on him for two weeks? Like, can he go out and win? I mean, Morgan? that would be insane to think that yeah. you're down to your fourth string quarterback and you could still mm-hmm. go out there and have success. But I mean, I get what you're saying because look at Mr. Irrelevant, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy steps in there and all you have to do is continue to be efficient in the run game, get the ball to Christian McCaffrey or whomever and toss a ball 10 yards to your playmakers, whoever they are, yeah. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and they're going to do things for you to make you look good. And if your defense is holding opponents to less than 17 points per game like they have been over this stretch if you can yeah. just score more than 17 points yeah. per game that's what i'm saying i don't think shape. he's gonna have so. to do very much i mean if they do have to go to him i don't think it's the yeah. end of the world i i get why the line is where it at i mean i know I, there were people who were texting me earlier going wait a minute why is this thing on the yeah. other side of a field goal if this could be josh johnson i'm like because i don't know if it's gonna matter if it's josh johnson or not like i don't think it matters just don't Turn the ball over pretty yeah. much is what you need yeah. to do. Um, my issue, though, is moving forward. Once you get to the playoffs, okay, are you going to be able to win the NFC if you can only score? You're not mm. going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles if you can only score right, 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 20 right. points, this, this right? Is this which is, is which actually brings me to Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. You're feeling pretty dang good with your 40-1 to 1 ticket right now because Hurts and the Eagles just continued to roll, uh, dismantling the Giants in a division contest yesterday. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes throws three picks in what is eventually a, a win in a weird game against the Broncos, but those division games always seem to be a little bit weird. Um, but how good are you feeling right now, my friend? Yeah, I mean, it's look, we have the Eagles futures. We got the, the Hurts thing which hopefully gets home, that would be awesome. Um, and just honestly, the Eagles are just a truck, right? I mean, the whole the whole reason the ticket got put into the account, and we talked about this before the season started as we were leading into the season when we laid out these different narratives for these things, was there was a very good chance that this Eagles team was going to be good. And if they were going to be good, it was likely because Jalen Hurts was going to have a really, really good season. And if that was the case, then that was going to instantly put him mm-hmm. into – the, the conversation. All we want to do is be in the conversation because now I've gotten myself to a point where I could, if I want to, kind of start basically almost locking in profit because I could, at this point, take a little bit on Mahomes, a little bit on Burrow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make money regardless, you know. And that's kind of what I'm gonna have to figure out here over the next week or so if that's how I'm gonna go about it because it's gonna be one of those three guys. Yeah. And I've got the forty to one on Hertz, and so there's there's some there's some money to be made, you know, one way or another on these other other couple yeah. of guys. But as far as the Eagles go, we'll do our power ratings tomorrow. We do them every Tuesday. But this team is just every facet. We talked about this; like they do everything well. They do everything well. They they, they now that they've got Davis back and they've got the rotation going in the middle of the defensive line, they're stopping the run now as well. I mean, like it's. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no weakness. Like you look and there's no weakness. Like Hertz can throw if he needs to throw. He can run if he needs to run. You have these awesome receivers to go along with a good run game. Like there's just, yeah. there's nothing you can point at. And the coaching staff as well yeah. is awesome. 
Hurts 40 to 1 in the preseason. He was still plus 175 a week ago. Now minus 170 odds on favorite at DraftKings. Had 217 yards and two touchdowns in the air. Ran for 77 and another touchdown on the ground in the win over the Giants. He's the first quarterback in NFL history now to rush for at least 10 touchdowns in consecutive seasons. And uh, they covered, Eagles, by the way. I was going to say, they covered the seven easily this past week. Now a nine-point favorite in Chicago. And it also moves the Eagles ahead of the Chiefs in the futures odds as well. Mm. Now as far as Super Bowl, okay. it is. It is the Bills are your favorite at plus 350. Eagles behind them right there at 450. And then out the Chiefs are in third when it comes to the Super Bowl. And, and I, I actually agree with the move, right? I mean, like it's this, again, the Eagles playing in the NFC, much easier path to getting there and all the things like that. I mean, it's it's just going to be, I'm not going to say it's be a cakewalk. They still have the Cowboys out there. They're still whatever, the, the 49ers, but Boy, you look at that Eagles team and you just wonder, what's it going to take to knock them off in the playoffs? Speaking of the Cowboys, it's like the moment you say, wow, they're a contender and they're a top four or five team in the NFL, they go out and do what they did against the Texans. We're going to step aside when we come back. Julian Edlow, DraftKings betting analyst, going to step on with us next. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for just 79 bucks and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, and mugs, other great gear at our online store. Our VSIN Pro subscribers get access to daily recaps, the top plays made from VSIN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, Lacey, where the money and bets are moving for every single game, deep dive betting reports, plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on each bowl game. This is just a limited limited time offer though so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get vsin pro access through the end of march madness at vsin.com that's a hell of a read right there that, is, I mean, that one's and a, lot I of, that's a lot of words right there 107.69 canadian for our friends up north if they would like to take advantage of that offer yes. and 10 free toonies to spend in Ooh, the uh, in the store. I love a good loony and a toonie. Yeah, what t- can ten, I say? 10 free toonies to spend in the store. So I, by the manage. way, actually, as I was, you know, losing bets on the Army-Navy game. Oh, you, you and- never a doubt on that over, baby. I told you. <laughs> never up. a doubt. That Cruise is the home. biggest travesty of, an, of a loss for me that you and Steph <laughs> end up winning on that over uh. when it... A blocked beautiful. punt that gets taken. Are you kidding it me? Was and the first time ever in 123 years of the Army Navy game that it goes to overtime and it goes to double OT and that's how you know. Just come on. It's listen, just things like this that don't happen. Listen, that over. If you're over, you're really taking a victory lap on this. Like over, let's settle down. That over here. was as beautiful as that game as a whole. I actually had a little snarky tweet in which I said, if these uniforms did not say Army and Navy on the front of them. I can't imagine the hot takes that would be coming out of well, this game right now. There were, were 30 cool. yards of offense at halftime. I mean, like, you know, like, it was, I mean, like yeah. what is going on here? But no, 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 we can't, we can't talk bad about Army and The Navy. uniforms like, themselves, I did think were cool, though, especially like the Army one with oh. the mud splatters no, 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 and stuff. No. I thought those were fantastic. The uniforms themselves, yes. yes. But the game itself. The game itself. I see where you're yeah. going there. The reason that I bring it up, all of this to say, was that mm. I was watching the Army-Navy game drinking out of my Brent Musburger cup that had his face emblazoned yeah. on it. Got it from the VEASAN store. Speaking of the gift that keeps on giving. Julian Edlow over at DraftKings as we bring him in now, host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast as well. Does a great job covering the NBA, does the NFL, numerous sports. Appreciate you coming on with us, Julian. There were a lot of interesting games yesterday. Uh, What's maybe the biggest surprise of the Sunday slate from you this weekend? I mean, the Cowboys didn't look very good, right? Even though they won the game, I think 
they were a play away a, a few times from losing that game. So I think how poor they looked in that spot against Houston was was probably the biggest takeaway for me. Uh, the Browns now being favored over the Ravens. If the Ravens had a little bit more stability or if we knew much more about the quarterback position right now there, that would be a play that I would have already have jumped on. But I feel like we kind of have to wait and see there. Um, so I would say those two performances probably the, the the biggest takeaways for me. And I guess how good San Francisco looks with Brock Purdy on their third string quarterback. Appreciate you throwing that one in there. I don't know if you did that just for me, but I will take it and (laughs) I like it. Um, We do have Monday night football though upon us coming up tonight. Um, What what do you make of this Patriots Cardinals game coming up? Yeah, nobody will, you know, I'm here in Boston. I'll tell you when the Patriots uh, don't look right and they've been downright awful this season. I have zero faith in them. If they do sneak into one of those wild card spots, I have a lot of faith in them in this game. Um, it's just a really good spot for them. The back-to-back Thursday losses. Now they have all that time off for another primetime game. Belichick cl- uh, coaching against Kingsbury. The Cardinals are 1-7 at home. I just think the Patriots offense, which looked dreadful against Buffalo and dreadful in some other spots, is going to look really good against this Cardinals defense indoors on the road. Kind of similar to what we saw in Minnesota on Thanksgiving, even though they lost that game. I don't think uh, Arizona will be able to do what Minnesota did on offense in that game. And ultimately, I just think the Patriots are going to are going to come through. This is one that they they have to have, even with the look ahead spot to Josh McDaniel, uh, Josh McDaniels and Vegas uh, the following week. Julian, I know you don't have a, a play here on the total, but we're sitting now 44, 44 and a half, actually, at one of the books, rest of country. Is there any sort of correlation you would have to, if the Patriots were to win this game, it would need it would play either low scoring or high scoring? How do you kind of go about all of that with, what do you envision from a Patriots win tonight? Yeah, I really don't have much of a feel for it. Um, I, I could see the Patriots winning kind of the way that they've won some of those, like, Jets games and keeping it low scoring, keeping it close with, uh, you know, a little more production. I think they would obviously need on offense or I could see it going more like that Minnesota game, uh, not quite as many points and limiting the Cardinals more than they did Minnesota. So I, I, I have more faith in the defense than I do the offense, but I still don't think that means, you know, on a low number that it's necessarily an under against this Arizona team indoors with the type of time off that both teams have had. We're going to do prop watch a little bit later in the show, but I know that you've had a lot of success, whether it be the NFL or NBA in the prop market. Is there anything that you're targeting for this Monday night game in that area tonight? Yeah, I haven't played anything myself yet, but um, just two ones to look at quickly on the Patriots side. I think it's Hunter Henry, um, whether you want to back him on receptions, receiving yards, all really low. He's like plus 260 something to score a touchdown, I think, but he only needs 30 yards to catch his over. His receiving, his receptions prop is two and a half. I think he can get to three. Tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals have got, gotten three or more receptions every week this season. Um, they rank dead last against the tight end position. So I think Hunter Henry's in a decent spot. And then the Patriots, against running quarterbacks, they let those guys uh, get loose a little bit. So I would look at Kyler Murray rushing yards if you're trying to look at something on the Arizona side. Drew, let's go to the NBA. We got the Grizz and the Hawks tonight. Grizzlies are nine and a half point home favorites for the full game. 225 is the total, but you're looking at a first half number here. Yeah, this one opened seven two. So I wish I had gotten on it last night, but I, I did get the first half this morning at four and a half. I think it's up to five and a half. This is one you're going to have to wait and uh, check out the injury news, but the Hawks played yesterday at home. They won in overtime against the Bulls. Now they're going on the road. 
They already ruled Bogdanovich out. Clint Capella and Trey Young are both questionable. DeJounte Murray's already out. Uh, John Collins is already out. So they might just kind of punt this game in terms of starters, considering it's a back-to-back and they just were an OT and they're going on the road now. So it's a good spot, I think, for, for Memphis. Uh, we do have to see John Morant is questionable as well. I would much prefer him play. But if Trey Young and Clint Capella are out, I'm, I'm good with the Memphis side in the first half. And I'm going to the first half just because of the trends. Memphis is 9-3-1 and one against the first half spread at home. Uh, average margin, almost 7.5 points, plus 7.5 points in the first half at home. Atlanta's just 4-9 and nine against the spread in the first half on the road. So it's a good spot and all the trends fit for it. You're not hiding your affinity to Boston well with the Paul Pierce jersey hanging in the background. Uh, Might as well. Yeah, there we go. Might as well talk about the C's a little bit, though, here. Uh, They bring their NBA best 21-6 and record to L.A. for a back-to-back tonight against the Clippers and then tomorrow against the Lakers. Up to four and a half now against the Clips. Total 225 and a half. Yeah, uh, played Celtics three and a half. Give it to me at four and a half. Um, this, you know, the Celtics are 21 and four off a loss since uh, January 6th when they lost an embarrassing game to the Knicks. And that's kind of when that season flipped around for them and they made that finals run. So they've been really good off a loss. They've been really good in general. Clippers are five and eight against the spread at home. Um, so I think that the Celtics, even without Al Horford, uh, this is just a good bounce back spot for them. The Clippers haven't really gotten it going with Kawhi Leonard at all. He, he has not been good. Um, they lost to Orlando recently. They barely squeaked by Charlotte in the game that Kawhi hit the game winner on. So I think going to a, uh, a matchup against the Celtics team now, this is just going to be something, a type of matchup that the Clippers haven't seen in a little while. Um, so, you know, national spotlight on Saturday night. I was wrong about them in that game. I thought they'd be ready for the revenge spot. They weren't, but give me them to bounce back strong here. And let's head to college basketball. You have a play tonight on the underdog Arizona state against Creighton. Yeah. Creighton's a team. I have Creighton to win the big East. I have uh, a Creighton 40 to one ticket to win it all. I think they can maybe put it Back together, they looked really good in Maui at times against some of those teams against Arkansas in a close loss to Arizona, but they don't have it right now, Um, especially without uh, the big man Kalkbrenner in the middle. They've lost four games in a row. Now, I don't fault them for those first two as underdogs, but the last two double digit favorites against Nebraska, double digit favorites against BYU lost both of those games. Arizona State's nine and one. They had Bagley at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the season. That didn't work out. He's away from the team right now. But they're 7-0 and since he left, 6-1 and against the spread. They're 3-0 and as underdogs this season, won them all outright. I think this is a really good spot for a team. They have 10 guys playing double-digit minutes per game. So I think this is the better team right now, the deeper team right now. And with Creighton kind of on a losing streak and thin on players, I like Arizona State's cover and a splash on the money line. Yeah, and you mentioned 91 on the season. That lone loss was in overtime. They do have a top 20 win on their resume as well. Great stuff, Julian, as always. Really, really appreciate your time, buddy. Great to have you back. We missed you. For sure. Anytime. Thank you guys for having me on. That's Julian Edlow. Uh, great stuff with DK Nation, uh, with the Unreasonable Odds podcast as well. And uh, I liked what he said about uh, what's-his-face. Um Oh, my gosh. Hunter Henry. I wanted to call him Tyler Huntley, even though I'm just getting things mixed up in my head with the H's. It's just one of those awkward things for me. Uh, But, no, he's, like, dead on with that. And I was looking at his anytime touchdown prop this morning, and it was plus 320. And then what he said live now, plus 260. So, clearly, a lot of people are getting that angle with the Cardinals have not had success against tight ends this year. Maybe he could get in the end zone. It's going to be very tough, though, for him to get that whenever the Patriots don't score any touchdowns. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's going to be very tough for an anytime touchdown. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, stay with us. Many, plenty more as we recap week 14 in the NFL and look ahead to what's to come. Matt's got some bets in pocket. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
This segment of Eason Final Countdown presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. While most nicotine products are either too complicated to use, don't give you the satisfaction you're looking for, Zinn might surprise you. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are made with six simple ingredients and is tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can find Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, and I am addicted to... Not being able to speak. Butchering words. <laughs> I'm addicted to butchering. Just one of those I'm days. I'm addicted to butchering words today. What no, are you going to do? It's okay. It's a, it's a Monday. You got a case yeah. of the Mondays. Got a bad case of the Mondays, of guys. The Mondays Just like the Dallas here. Cowboys had a case of the Sundays yesterday. It was a whole weird. What a weird game for them against the Texans. You would think at least the defense would be able to step up, right? Because that's what they've done all year long. Yeah, I mean, and the weird. Well, what was even weirder, too? The Texans decided to go with that weird dual quarterback strategy thing. Like, I don't even know what's going on. We might have Josh Johnson, whatever <laughs> dual quarterback situation is going on. Desmond Ritter, who else? Yeah. Like, uh, whatever an Anthony Brown is. Like, all this, like all these, who knows what the quarterback situation is going to look like this week in the NFL. Week 15 yeah. is going to be wild. Yeah, it could be, it could be crazy. Before I go too far off the Cowboys, yeah. though, good to know that uh, T.Y. Hilton, since yes. the OBJ saga appears to not be coming to fruition, they bring in a veteran who, you know, generally maintains his color scheme after a decade with the Colts. Says and he's has been ready hanging to out go. Home. Yep. He's, Mike McCarthy says he's ready to go. There you go. I would imagine he would be. I don't know why he wouldn't be. He's had nothing to do. Hope all he's been year stretching old. at home. Yeah, you know, I mean, that that's, kind of thing. That's all there is to it. I mean, look, I. It's fine. I guess they're talking about they wanted a veteran presence in the locker. I, okay, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, it's, I thought T.Y. Hilton retired because he wasn't fast anymore. You know, like in like his whole thing was being fast, and like that was what got T.Y. Hilton by in the league for so many years was because he was fast. And I thought you get old and you get slow and then you retire. I saw like a quote tweet of Ian Rappaport, you know, talking about T.Y. Hilton that had essentially like these old men playing at halftime, doing a little lateral pass to one another and trying to scuffle mm-hmm. down the thing saying that was T.Y. <laughs> Not ideal. Anyway, yeah. uh, you have a number of bets that you fired on already here for week 15. One of which you already mentioned a little bit earlier, if you want to go back to that total. Yeah, so I took the under in the Jets-Lions. So much CLV. Oh, look look at me already. I know. I'm just going to the CLV store. I am so humble. Under 47. uh, (laughs) No, I I, I, I say it in jest because it's always like everyone wants to like like you get some sort of medal. Yeah, you get get a trophy because you like made a bet and the line moved. Um, Yeah, under 47 in that one, mainly because – I've told you this guys before, but like I'll watch games. I'm watching all the games, whatever. And something major happens in a game. I'll jot down a little note to like make sure to see what the line opens at for these games as the lines open up later on Sundays. Well, as Mike White had his ribs obliterated on multiple occasions in the game, I was like, hmm, that's uh that's going to be interesting because even if he does play, he's going to have really bad ribs. And then if not, then they have to go back to either Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco or whatever it might be. And those have been completely different game plans when those guys are under center. And I knew that the Lions, given the Lions' reputation, was probably going to have a total that opened at least a little inflated with how good the offenses looked and how bad the defense is. But it's no longer inside in a dome. It is going to be outside Mm -hmm. in the elements. There's, like, weather concerns that are all going to be over on the East Coast and stuff and things like that that we're going to have to pay attention to between now and the weekend. And so – yeah, that got me on the on the under in that one, and it's already down to 44 and a half in that one. It, they're saying Mike White's going to go if he can go, but it's a compromised Mike White, and, and it's one of those things for me, if it's talking about a rib injury with a quarterback, and 
you know, the rotations that you need to be able to throw the ball properly and get, like, oompa behind it and all that. Like, I just – he's going to take a couple of hits to the ribs, and it's, he's just going to not feel great, you know, playing quarterback. So, I uh, went on the under in that one. I think we have now shifted too much, and then in the narrative of the Vikings has gone, gone too far. And so, I played them at three and a half. This thing hit three and a half, like, you know, in favor of the Vikings against this Colts team that has just – no signs of life whatsoever. Like, I don't even know what the Colts are, are doing. And now it's the Vikings back at home. Christian Derrissaw is going to be back in the lineup this week. A massive difference. Like, listen, we don't talk about this enough when, we come, when it comes to betting aspects, but these awesome offensive linemen, when they're not in there, it is a huge, huge deal. And when they come back, it's an even bigger deal. And so he's going to be back in there. Starting center is going to be back in there for them as well. This week, from a Viking standpoint, against the Colts team that they have nothing to play for. The coaching staff knows they're lame ducks. Like the Matt Ryan knows he's not going to be the quarterback next year. I mean, there, there's there's nothing going on for that Colts team. So I thought the the sentiment had moved too far against the Vikings. So I played them at three and a half. Um, another thing because of the injuries. Like I'm I'm taking a shot on the Browns as two and a half point favorites against this okay. against this Ravens team with the thought that we are going to get the third or fourth string quarterback here for, for the Ravens. And it could go against me. And if it goes against me, then it is what it is. But, hey, we gamble sometimes when it comes to I, Word like on this. the street is that is what we do here yes, at this yeah, network. We gamble sometimes on things like this. And as bad as the Browns have looked with Deshaun Watson under center, I mean, they at least showed signs of life at least a little bit in that game this past week against the, against the Bengals. But, I mean, the Ravens could have lost that game multiple occasions. I mean, against the Steelers. I mean, there were three turnovers inside the 25-yard line for the Steelers in that game for the Ravens to just eke out a win in that thing. The Ravens for the last, like, five or six games have just looked yeah. so different from what we thought they were going to be yeah. early on. So so I, I, I'm going to go ahead and take a, okay. a shot on the Browns. And look, this could move against me huge. And if Low it does, total. then, yeah, and if it does, then, then it does. Uh, Chargers at two and a half, uh, two and a half point favorites. In that one, um, this is where I'm taking – if you saw, this was the first time that Herbert had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both out on the field together at the same time for more than a few snaps, right? And what did they do? 18 catches, 206 yards between the two of them and all well, that. I mean, and that's why we talked before the show. I was like, can you imagine what the Chargers would actually look like if they yeah. were, had just been healthy and put it together for a few consecutive weeks? It would be incredible. Staley said today – he doesn't know if they'll play or not, but like Sebastian Joseph Day, Derwin James, or they're all at least expected to practice this week and all that. So you now you get those guys back on the defensive side of the ball, and the game like the it, the the game plans out against the Titans, right? I mean, we we've seen it now. Like you just throw all over the like you just throw all over this team. It doesn't matter who it is. You just don't run. You just give up. You completely abandon the run game. You just line up and you throw every single time, and anyone that's done that has just been able to to brutalize this team. And so that's the game plan is out, and now you have Herbert, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, with his two receivers out there. Um, I think this number is, is is too short for sure. Chargers leapfrog the Jets for that seventh seed in the AFC uh, wildcard standings, mind you. And so I'm a I did take a dog, though. I didn't take all favorites. I took the Rams as seven and a half point dogs against the against Green Bay Packers because the Green Bay Packers should not be a more than a touchdown favorite over any team other than the Texans in the entire NFL. And this is a principal bet on the fact that the, the, the this line has moved incredibly too far in favor of the sentiment against the Rams. Man, I so badly wanted you to say that it was because Baker Mayfield is the truth. 
No, no, no. It is. <laughs> who who would you make? Who would you make the Packers a seven and a half point favorite? I mean, other no, than the Texans. Seriously, yeah, like I understand. I have where a power you're rating from. that I do one to thirty-two every single every single Monday. I did it this Monday, and I'm looking and I'm looking at this Packers team who is like literally like power ranked like twenty fourth or twenty fifth for me or something like twenty maybe it's twenty second or something somewhere along in there. So there's not even a, that big of a gap between them and the Rams because there just there can't be, you know, and so. I just, man, over a touchdown to me, no, just no, no way, no way. I think by the time this thing kicks off, it's going to be under seven. I cannot imagine that the Packers are going to be more than a touchdown favorite over any team other than the Texans in the, in the NFL in 2022. Can't imagine it. At Lambeau, it's cold. Rams hey, are a warm weather team. Baker played. All that. Baker, Baker played in Baker Cleveland did, for, yeah. for, Baker played in Cleveland for several, several so seasons. My cold thing angle, is angle that the Rams didn't play well they for like 55 minutes. The uh, Packers have not <laughs> well, played sweet. well for 14 that's weeks. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Like you're right. The Rams did not play just, well for see, the, Ra- the Packers have not played well for 14 weeks. I just don't like getting involved in a side on two te- Like neither team can I trust in any way, shape or form, I feel like. And mm-hmm. so I just, that was a game that when I started going down the slate I had zero interest in off the top although I will agree just from first blush it does look like a too large a number for Green Bay I just didn't have confidence in backing either side also played the natty on the road against the Bucks at three and a half this is this number is too short this number will get to four this number might get to four and a half this number might end up even at five. Well, yeah, like, if the 49ers can do what yeah, they did. It, it does not matter. Like, with a backup quarterback. This number is sitting at three and a half because because they might be without Boyd and Higgins in this game. And even even with that, I do not think it matters in the least bit. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and all these guys. And mm-hmm. let's just we talked about this last week leading into the game, and it rings true in this game. This Bengals defense underrated as maybe as underrated a unit as there is in the entire NFL right now. The Bucks team it is certainly not the 49ers defense by any stretch of imagination, but they couldn't do anything at all mm-hmm. against the 49ers. Even if they have mild success against the Bengals, it's not going to be enough. Cincinnati is going to move up and down the field on them. Like this, this, this is the classic one team on the rocket ship up, the other team just free falling. Joe Mixon did look really good in his first action back. Uh, pro tip like we do every hour here on the network, vcin.com slash subscribe. Become a subscriber today. You get all 20 of them every single day. And this comes from you getting off of a side action. Yeah, you don't have to sit on a bad position. Look, I took an over in a game that I didn't uh, fully admit. Like, I didn't see the, the weather report whenever I made the uh, bet. Saw the weather report. Woke up. Was like, okay, I'm on a bad spot. I went ahead and bought off of it. So you don't have to lose your full stake. You can sometimes just lose the juice if you don't want to sit there and, and be on a bad position. Yeah, actionable insights, searchable by sport and by show at vcin.com. Hour two coming at you next. We got Prop Watch. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.